Hello and you're welcome to this week's Backdoor Football Show. On today's show we have an interview coming up with Kildare footballer Kevin Feely and where he talks about Kildare football and he also talks about this weekend's All-Ireland Final. Here with Kildare footballer Kevin Feely. Kevin, you've had a really interesting route uh, from growing up in Brussels then moving to Waterford and now living in Kildare and playing with the Kildare senior footballers. It's been an interesting route. Yeah, I suppose it has been. It's probably a bit different to uh, the standard way that a lot of lads go. Um, but uh, no, it was a, it was a good experience. I wouldn't wouldn't have had football as a main priority in my life for a long time. Um, growing up in in Waterford, I was I moved there when I was seven or eight, and you know the main sports in Waterford would probably have been soccer and hurling, um, with a little bit of football kind of on the side. So they were the main ones that I would have been focusing on initially until I moved to the Thai when I was 16 and after that in the Thai it's kind of football is by far the number one sport there and I got in playing with the minors in the Thai in the under 16s and kind of snowballed from there into a, a huge interest and a, and a passion then and that's kind of where it took off from. And obviously not having uh, the experience of football at a very young age, did it take you a while to pick up the skills of football when you moved to Kildare? Um, I, not, I suppose the, the skills I would like I would have been playing bits and pieces of it in Waterford like they would have still had teams it just wouldn't have been taken very seriously so skills wise it wouldn't have taken too long it was just more the the standard and the intensity that the, that that was a big change like in like when I when I watched the Thais under 16s play for the first time when I was a 15 year old like I couldn't get over the standard of football I was seeing like because they had never seen anything like it in Waterford so it was more getting used to the, the pace that they were playing at and executing the skills when the intensity is a bit is a bit higher and, and, and the standard a bit better. That's what took a bit of getting used to. But, uh, um, yeah, that was probably the, the, the biggest thing to, to try and get used to. And everyone talks about Gaelic football being an amateur sport and you did play professional soccer for a brief stint. Uh, with Gaelic footballers as, as an amateur sport and soccer as a professional, when you're out in England... And back then with Kildare now, did you think there's much of a difference between the professionalism and uh, the setups? Um, I'd say, in my own experience, not a, not a huge difference. Maybe when I was at Charlton, who would have been a, a you know a big club with good finances, and you know they spent time in the Premiership. They have pretty amazing facilities, and um, you know the, I suppose you can't really compare them to uh, in the county setup, but then you know when you go down the leagues into League Two or even compared to a League of Ireland team um, in Kildare anyway we're, we're very lucky enough to have resources available to us and we had management team put in place that meant the uh, it, it was more or less like a professional setup. like it was it kind of outstripped a lot of what would have been seen in League Two with Newport County or even in League of Ireland um, so I suppose from that regard you know in Kildare anyway you could say that it's uh, it's quite similar to a professional set up but like you'd, you'd never be left wanted for anything that's for sure and back playing now with Kildare um, I suppose this year do you feel it's been a disappointing year for uh, the Kildare senior footballers uh, yeah it would be yeah. we never got going at all this year um, even in Division 2 like we you know we, we came within 
you know, going into the final game, we still could have got promoted had we bet Donegal. But um, even the games we were winning in Division Two, we weren't we weren't playing well. We were losing matches that we never should have lost, and never really got any momentum going. We were a little bit uh, off the pace all year, I suppose. So it wasn't uh, a huge surprise that championship was a little bit of a struggle for us. And even though we pulled a few good performances out of the bag, I think um, you know, and we were, I suppose, if you look at it, one way we were beaten by Dublin and beaten by Tyrone in Championship and they were the All-Ireland finalists last year so we probably wouldn't have been expected to win the matches anyway but if we're being realistic about it I don't think um, I don't think it was a good year really in comparison to the, the previous two years where we definitely made great strides forward you know and obviously Kieran Neal's been at the helm for Kildare football for a while um, he's obviously resigned this year um, what did you think as Kieran Neal as a senior county manager? Um, well, he, he was brilliant. Like, I suppose he's the only one that I've ever worked under. Because when I came back from England, he he, he was in, put in as Kildare manager, and um, so I don't really have anyone to compare him to. But uh, I thought he was brilliant. Like like I said, it was you know he turned Kildare into an incredibly professional setup. And the the backroom staff he put in, you know the all any kind of resource you could think of was made available to us and he was he was so professional in how he how he arranged things, how he conducted himself and and he was also like an an absolutely brilliant trainer as well on the field. So I think his real, real passion in life is, is definitely coaching um in whatever sport and you could really see that from when he when he was taking the field to, to train us. He was a extremely passionate coach and, and unbelievably good at getting his message and his point across. Um and so like from that regard he was I thought he was absolutely brilliant to work with, um, but I suppose in, with a lot of the majority of county or county managers, there's only a few exceptions that that would stay longer than than the three or four years of retirement. And um, maybe it just got to a point where we, a change is needed for us to to kick on another level. And Jack O'Connor is set to be announced the new manager. Uh, what's your reaction in Kildare being like to the appointment of Jack? Um, I, I think, like for the most part, it seems to be fairly good. I think it, it would seem that the, the majority of Kildare fans are happy with the appointment. I suppose how could you not be with it with his record and stuff like that? There'd be kind of a bit of familiarity there. I suppose with his, he would have worked with Morfield a little bit in the Kildare Championship as well. So I think uh, the reaction has been pretty good. Um, hopefully, it gets ratified now over the next while. Whenever, whenever it is right there, that. This year, uh, obviously, you lost a uh, numerous amount of players uh, to injury and walking away from the panel. Daniel Flynn, Kevin Flynn, Paul Cribben, and they were major losses because they played a huge role last year when we went on to the Super 8s. Did you feel their loss this year or do you just feel uh, you underperformed yourselves? I'd say a bit of both. Um, definitely felt their loss. they like all them players you named plus plus Niall Kelly as well. Who kind of he was travelling for the majority of the season. Only came back in towards the end. Like so, you know that that's four kind of well, like two All Star nominees and two potential ones there. Like so, two uh, there was a, there were huge losses and the, you know the injuries to to Paul and and Kevin just seemed to come at really crucial times when they probably needed them. So they were. Uh, Definitely huge losses. Like, but uh, at the same time, like you know, with, with the likes of Daniel and Niall, we would have been totally, totally aware of their decisions very early on. 
um, in the year like even going into November the previous year we would have been aware that the, we probably won't have them this year so it wasn't the case that we were we were dwelling on that or anything um, so I think it was more to the point that, that we underperformed and probably let ourselves down our coaching team down a little bit more so than we uh, then we missed those players because you know you don't want to be in a situation as a county team if you're aspiring to be Division 1 you know you need strength and depth and you can't be letting the, the loss of three or four players affect you like that as much as it possibly affected us and playing for Kildare now for a few years yourself was the best win uh, you got uh, in Newbridge or nowhere against Mayo has that been the pick of the results uh, yeah I'd say um, I think yeah, no, that, yeah, that was definitely the, that was probably the only division one team that we bet since I've been here. I think anyway in championship, um, and as well as the occasion and everything, and would have been in in Newbridge. Uh, that was uh, it was it was probably once in a lifetime um, situation, and uh, we were very blessed to be on the right side of the result. So it was, uh, I think, what for what it meant to the Kildare people and stuff like that. It was. Very special, um, but a great win actually in 2017 against against Mead in the Leinster semi final, where we kind of really kind of played as good football as we as we had done probably since Keane came in charge. And so that was another really kind of good win. And but uh, in terms of emotion and you know the everything that came with it, I'd say the Mayo game was, was probably the best win we've had already. And when you came back from England, did you have to think about rejoining the Kildare senior footballers or was it just automatic you were going to go back in with Kildare? I you know, it was, as long as the, the management were happy to have me, it was, it, was, it was always what I wanted to do. It was probably it was the reason I came home, um, was so that I could play football with, with Kildare. Um, it was kind of, you know, I still had a, a year and a half left on my contract in, in Newport, so... Um, I was coming home. I wanted to make sure I justified my decision to come home by uh, by getting on the Kildare panel and and uh, doing it as best as I could for them. So um, I think as, as soon as I came home and the, the club championship with the tie finished, it was uh, you know I was always the first thing on my mind was right when can I get started playing with Kildare? So it was uh, probably a, an automatic thing, I suppose. Obviously, there's been a huge amount of work being put into the underage structures in Kildare. Uh, Kildare won the Leinster minor title this year. Uh, last year, the All Ireland under twenty champions. And if you can get a few faces to return this year, it's really putting the Kildare senior football squad uh, competitive, and you'll have people fighting for places. Will the main aim, if Jack does get ratified, is straight away? trying to fight for promotion back up to Division 1? I'd imagine so. Um, I'd imagine when, whenever Jack gets ratified and he, he has his first meeting with the players, I'd say that'll be, uh, that'll be on the cards all right because I think um, uh, when you really comes down to the business end of the championship, it's always the Division 1 teams that are um, that are in, in and around us. And I think just the, the kind of hardiness and the edge you develop from playing Division 1 against the best teams in the country early on in the season really kind of toughens you up for championship and kind of gets you prepared for championship intensity and um, we kind of got the benefit of that in 2018 so even though we we lost uh, all our games a lot of the games were extremely competitive good matches that could have gone either way 
and they definitely brought us on as a team. We, we became a better team for it. So um, I'd say no different to any of the other teams in Division 2. There's huge aspirations to get up and, and be fighting in the top eight in the country every week. And obviously this time of year it's uh, club championship time of year. You play your club football with a tie and kill there. Um, how are you going in the club championship? Uh, we're not going too bad. We, uh, we would have had a round in April, which we won, which kind of put us as a top seed team in the group stages, which are happening at the moment. And so we played two rounds of the group stages. Uh, we won those two games, and we have our last game of the group stages this Saturday. And if we win that, we're at top of the group and go straight to a quarterfinal. Um, or but if we lose it, then we have to play a playoff match to get into the quarterfinal. So, please God, all goes well this weekend, and we give ourselves a little two-week break before the quarterfinal. And obviously, a tie is a huge uh, Gaelic football club uh, in Kildare. Would you have aspirations this year of going all the way and trying to win a county title? I think yeah, I will. You know, every year. Um, that we play since since probably 2010 when we, we kind of got we had a lot of underage success in 2008, 9 and 10 and those lads were starting to step into the senior team around then and we kind of started being a lot more competitive in the senior championship around that time and then we won one in 2011 I suppose since then we've uh, we've always had like ambitions every single year that we tug out of winning a county championship and it's, it's no different this year but um you know, Morfield would be extremely hard to knock off their parts there going for three in a row and um, trying to create a bit of history themselves. And then Sarsfield's their, their nearby neighbours are, are trying to obviously do everything they can to stop them. And then you have the likes of Celebrate, Carberry as well, who are always in around the business and the championship. But uh, no, definitely, that's, uh, that'd be our aim. But it's definitely not easy done in, in Kildare, that's for sure. And... This year, a huge amount of talk has been about next year they're trying to put in a two-tier championship. Um, as an inter-county footballer, do you think there's need for a two-tier championship? Um, well, potentially. It's, it's hard to know because whenever the, uh, the counties who would be playing in a, in a second-tier championship get asked about it, they tend to say that they don't want that. Um, so it's hard to know. I think... From a logical perspective, if you look at it, I think two tiers would be no harm, or even like an early phase of competition where every team has the, has the opportunity to get into the top tier. But if they don't win their games, then maybe they get put down into the into the second tier for the remainder of the championship. I think something like that could be beneficial, definitely. And um, I think you know, as as players, all we want to be doing is playing games, and if you can guarantee a certain amount of competitive games every year for for each footballer that's a bit more than what we're currently getting I think um, that'd benefit everyone alright definitely Kevin you're involved in um, strength and conditioning hugely and athletic therapy does that really help you in the off season uh, playing in county football um, yeah I suppose it does yeah having a little bit of knowledge I would have got from, from college and from being in the industry it does help um, in terms of managing my own injuries and knocks and um, trying to look after the body as best I can in the off season, but I think even better than that is that being involved in the inter county setup has kind of made me be able to be a, a better therapist and a better coach just through 
working alongside and being beside probably some of the top uh, strength and conditioning coaches and physios in the country that we've had involved with Kildare. So I think um, it's really benefited me that I can learn from them and then carry that into my own practice as well. But uh, yeah, no, I suppose it does help to have the, the little bit of extra knowledge and not be relying on, on those other people for for that bit of information and that bit of know-how of, of how to keep your body taken over, yeah. Uh, looking this weekend at the uh, All-Ireland Football final, a lot of people are already talking about the Dublin five in a row and can the Kingdom stop them? Uh, do you only see a run result here, Dublin winning, or do you think the Kingdom could potentially shock them? Um, I'd say it's a very, very, very small chance of uh, of Kerry doing it. Um, I'd love to see it, but uh, again, your head tells you that probably only going to be one result um, but uh, no I'll be going up to it anyway and I'll definitely enjoy it and you know I've, I, know, I know Kerry will definitely make it a, a competitive match and, you know they're a serious team in themselves it's just um, it's hard to look past the the stats and the, the juggernaut that is Dublin at the moment but um, please God Kerry can make a fight of it and then you never know what happens if it's uh, if it's still tight going into the last five or ten minutes bit of history might um, stand in Kerry's favour and you never know then. Having played Dublin yourself, um, a lot of pundits and people talk about how they're one of the greatest ever Gaelic football teams. Do you think there's any flaw in this Dublin team? Um, no, I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, I think a few teams have maybe at the certain times throughout games been able to... Uh, under pressure um, but when you pick out each individual and go through their team there's, a, there's no real weaknesses there um, I potentially the way they play which is quite free flowing they can some, sometimes not all the time sometimes their full back line can get a little bit maybe exposed although it's very rare and a lot you know some of the best like if, if you have some of the best forwards in the country like Harry do there's a chance then that uh that full forward line might be able to do a bit of damage. Um, so hopefully Kerry can find a way of getting ball into their uh, full forward line when there isn't too many bodies back. And I think most uh, most defenders would struggle to contain those lads when they're in top form, you know. And a lot of people talk that Dublin are very um, vulnerable under the high ball. Do you think it's a must that Kerry must start Tommy Walsh on the edge of the square and try and disrupt Dublin on Sunday? Um, I don't think so, no. Uh, I think a few teams have tried it as a tactic and it, it's had mixed success. I think it works best kind of with, inter- like with a mixed game plan. Um, and that's, you know, if, if, you're not kind of, if you're constantly driving in high ball, they're well able to deal with it. I think if you mix it with a, a, a game plan of playing out in front as well, it has their defenders in two minds then and it's a lot harder to defend the, the high ball then but uh, I don't think there's any need to be starting Tommy Wallace as well as he did when he came on the last day I think um, the full forward line they had initially was doing grand I think it was just a bit of a change in emphasis that Walsh seemed to bring that, that made the difference and maybe he could do something similar by being a, an impact off the bench for Kerry this again um, A lot of Dublin's success is down to the Kickouts from Stephen Clutston. Um, 
do Kerry have to press full squeeze on Clutchton and just try and get at him like Mayo did in the first half or do they have to mix it um, press sometimes and then drop back or what yeah, I think, uh, yeah I think pressing, pressing sometimes is probably the better option I think it, you know you're never going to be able to stop every short kick out for us if you can pick and choose when you're going to press it's a little bit more under your control and you can probably have a bit more of an impact on the scoreboard in that sense if you're trying to do it all the time you'll wipe yourself out a bit like Mayo did in the first half they were the second half they were kind of out in their feet um, but I think you know similar to what Kerry did a few years back in the semi-final you know they, they kind of chose different points throughout the game to press the Dublin kick out and got great reward from it and other times they kind of they gave it up and made sure they were solid defensively and I think something similar to that might work this weekend so, uh, Kevin, you're predicting a narrow win and Dublin to complete the five in a row on Sunday, are you? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I think so. And finally, uh, Kevin, just to spill the beans on the bit of the Kildare Senior uh, football panel, um, who would you say is the best in training? Uh, isn't that right? Best trainer, uh, Mick O'Grady. Uh, worst in training? Um... Mm. Jesus, let me think now. Paul uh, Best dressed? Best dressed would be... Um, one second now. Gonna say Connor Hartley. Just a young Sarsfields player. Uh, worst dressed? Keen O'Donoghue. Um, biggest owner? Biggest owner is probably me. Um, most intelligent. Uh, Peter Kelly. Um, yeah, that was it. Perfect. Grand job. Perfect.